Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Grant Napier here on Listen Up. And boy, do we have a lot to go over. Monday Night Football. Ian Book from Oak Ridge High School. The uh, former Notre Dame quarterback making his NFL debut tonight. Hard to believe that Ian Book is going to be on the field uh, as the quarterback. It's the Saints and the Dolphins. The uh, NFL recap from over the weekend, starting with the uh, game San Francisco and Tennessee on Thursday night. If you want to talk about that, you want to talk about the Raiders uh, just barely getting a win against Denver to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. The rest of the NFL picture from yesterday a couple of uh, big upsets again, uh, and then a big game. The Bills beat the Patriots 33-31 to 31 to uh, now have an opportunity to win that division. So the Pats have now lost two games in a row at Indianapolis, and then the uh, game yesterday against New England. So maybe the Bills are starting to find themselves at the end of the season. Chiefs continue to roll. Uh, the big upset was the Texans over the Chargers, 41-29. to 29. And the rest of the NFL, you know, the routine, if you want to get on, all you need to do is raise your hand. I'll put you up on stage and you will be on with me. Another game, you had Joe Burrow throwing for 525 yards as the Bengals routed the Ravens uh, 41 to 21. So that's a quick recap of what we saw in the National Football League. And of course, on Saturday uh, you had the struggling Cardinals lose to the Red Hot Colts, and you had the Packers edge the Browns. Uh, not a good game for Baker Mayfield, but he also got screwed on a couple of horrible non-calls, one particularly at the very end of the game uh, on a fourth down. You know, and the officiating in the NFL stinks. You know, there's just no other way to say it. Uh, it's absolutely awful. Uh, speaking of stinks, the Sacramento Kings – are such an embarrassment that you know, I, I'm not even sure where to start here. You have Alvin Gentry, who has to come out in the post-game press conference and talk about how the performance was, quote, absolutely ridiculous and the most disappointing that he's been the most disappointed he's been in his 34 years of coaching. How about that? And then he talked about, you know, the players need to find some pride. Basically, that means the players don't give a damn. So if the players don't give a damn, why should the fans give a damn? I mean, why would you spend money to go watch a team whose coach says they don't have any pride? 
Like, really? Like, does it get any worse than that? Does it get any worse than that? The coach has to come out and rip his team. And by the way, just for the record, I've known Alvin Gentry for a long time. And I've always respected Alvin Gentry because he's a direct, honest, ethical man. And he just comes out and says, there's no camouflaging. There's no, he's speaking to you directly. And I, for one, appreciate that about Alvin Gentry. Because you know what? He knows. He knows the real deal. He also knows how messed up the franchise is. But he's talking about his players. Because the franchise is messed up. There's just no other way to say it. I mean, sorry, there's just no other way to say it. The, the, the Kings are a mess. They're an absolute mess. And for Alvin Gentry to say it's the most disappointed that he's been in 34 years, it's the low point in his coaching career in 34 years. Talks about a ridiculous performance. And how about De'Aaron Fox? You know, I've been a big De'Aaron Fox supporter, but his press conference... After the game yesterday was embarrassing. His appearance was embarrassing. His uh, demeanor was embarrassing. His answers were embarrassing. They're supposed to be the leader of the team? Really? The Kings pulled up the Brinks truck for De'Aaron Fox. And this is what De'Aaron does? Is he a paycheck guy? Well, I got my money, so I don't care anymore. Seriously, is he a paycheck guy? I've seen paycheck guys. I've seen guys where they get their money and they're paycheck guys. Marcus Thornton was a paycheck guy. I've seen it. It happens. You know, is that De'Aaron Fox? I mean, De'Aaron Fox was given the keys to the car by the Sacramento Kings front office, a max contract, and he's been awful. His body language has been awful on the court. His apparent lack of leadership. His post-game press conferences. His play on the court. I mean, I don't know what else to say. And I've been a big supporter of De'Aaron. But I can't support him anymore. I'm sorry. I just can't. you telling me that a guy that is on a max deal who is the point guard of the team, supposed to be the leader of the team. And, I mean, when you watch the Aaron Fox play, those of you that are still left as fans, and I know that there aren't many, seriously, do do you see a guy that wants to really be on the court? Do you see that? I, I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, he's shooting 25% from three. He has gotten his free throw percentage up to 74%. His assist to turnover is terrible this year. 
And the reality is that the Kings point guard should be Tyrese Halliburton. That's your point guard. Just the reality. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know where you go from here. I really don't. I don't know where you go from here if you're a fan of the Sacramento Kings. You have an owner in Vivek Ranadeve who has done a horrible job, horrible job, a guy that, in my opinion, likes getting off-the-court awards more than he does watching his team win, a man that obviously has made terrible decisions in the hiring process, terrible decisions in player personnel, and if you don't think he's involved in that, then you're delusional, has done an absolutely awful job in marketing his product. How horrible. I mean, as bad as you can do. Has pushed his fans away from the team. Has absolutely failed as an owner. Failed. There's no other way to say it. Has a fan base that doesn't want to go to the games, doesn't want to watch the games, doesn't want to watch the, uh, wear their Kings gear, don't want to support the team. That's your owner. Has had a number of minority owners sell their shares and get the hell out of Dodge. Has other minority owners that I am personally aware of that are trying to dodge the team. And again, they're going to make money. Don't, you know, don't feel sorry for them. There are the other minority owners that do not want to be involved. And again, it's business, so understand they're going to make their money. But they're embarrassed by what's going on. Embarrassed. You know, they're embarrassed. I, I, I know that for a fact. It's not an opinion. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And, you know, listen, I'm going to give Monty McNair three years here. And, again, I understand what Monty's dealing with. That's why I have not been critical of Monty McNair. I'm not critical because I know how the organization is run, so I can't be critical of a general manager in that situation. I'm sorry, I just can't. And I also am not going to go against what I believe, and I believe that a general manager needs three years. I've never met Monty. I wouldn't know Monty McNair if he, you know, was standing next to me in the elevator. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about I know the man. I think he's great. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is I can't be critical of the man because I know what he's up against. <laughs> I just – I know. Trust me, I know. And it hasn't been three full years yet. So if you want to get in on the program, those are a couple of the topics. If you want to look at the uh, NBA standings, the Kings now – are in 12th, and if they lose to Oklahoma City tomorrow, Oklahoma City will pass them in the standings. They're three games out of the loss column to the Spurs, and there does not seem to be any hope in sight if you're a fan of the Sacramento Kings. I mean, you tell me, do you see any hope? You see any you see any reason to get excited about this team? If you do, let me know. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, 
and let's talk about this. Let's talk about the uh, NFL as well. We're all together here on Listen App on this Monday edition. Greatly appreciate you being on with me, and let's talk some sports here. Big game tonight, 277 teams, Miami and New Orleans, and Ian freaking Book, quarterback of the Saints. I have so much admiration for Ian because I've known him since he was a little boy. I watched him play his first ever football game. I watched him play most of his youth career. I watched him play at Oak Ridge High School. I have seen him on numerous occasions at Minnie's House of Pain, the gym that we both worked out at. And the guy is, I mean, it's just really awesome for me personally to see how he has developed and is on this stage. Played lacrosse in high school too. Just a great athlete, good person, great person actually. Just his dedication, uh, his he just got it, man. Just amazing. So I, I'm really excited uh, to watch him. So you have Miami and New Orleans. Again, two teams trying to get into the postseason. And this is a, a big, big, big game tonight. So, again, we've talked a lot about the Kings and their I, – I, I'll just call it – I don't know if I would call it ineptitude. Um I don't know, I'm not really sure which adjectives would fit the situation the best. I mean, embarrassing doesn't really do it justice. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what I would characterize it as. I really, I really don't. If you were a fan of the Cleveland Browns, you want Baker Mayfield as your quarterback? Again, in all fairness to Baker, they got screwed on a couple of non-calls. Speaking of quarterbacks, and I talked about this on my rant. Yeah, I know Jimmy Garoppolo was not great on Thursday. I get that. I also did not expect the Niners to play great. I did expect them to win a close game because of the offensive line of Tennessee. But now... You know, according to Adam Schefter, he's got a torn ligament and a fracture on his thumb, on his throwing hands. So maybe the 49er fans will get their wish. Because I think the 49er fans are really down. And Garoppolo did not practice today. So we don't know, I don't know how you could possibly play with that type of an injury on the thumb of your throwing hand. Trey Lance took all the work with the starters. If you think that the 49ers are better with Trey Lance than Jimmy Garoppolo, a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, then I think you're delusional. All right? That's my opinion. But Garoppolo suffered the injury 
with what four minutes left in the second quarter, according to Kyle Shanahan. So he was playing with a injured thumb, which obviously would have affected his performance. All right. I mean, but yet the fans just wanted to kill him. And I just think the guy is as underappreciated as any player in the National Football League. I really do. Now, Shanahan did say this about Trey Lance. Quote, I think this last month of Trey has been his best consecutive four weeks of practice since we've had him. He's had a number of good days and he's had some bad days like most guys do. But as far as his consistency and stuff, I feel this last month has been his best. Well, it better be. You know, you should get better as the season goes on. So if it's not the best, then something's really wrong. So you may get Trey Lance. And I hope he plays well. I really do. But if he doesn't play well, I don't want to hear 49er fans complain. I really don't. Because you've been basically on Jimmy Garoppolo's case for a long time now. And if Garoppolo does indeed have a fracture and a tear of his thumb, I'm sorry, he's not playing. You know, you're not playing quarterback in the NFL with that type of an injury on your thumb. Just not happening. So, all right, I need to hear from you. If you want to come on, you hit your hand icon, raise your hand. I'll put you on stage. We got the Monday recap from all the weekend football. And then we've got college football, the college football playoffs coming up this Friday. So Alabama, Cincinnati, and you have Georgia and Michigan. Who do you like? So you got some college football back uh, coming up this week. So if you want to talk about that as well, again, uh, give me a shout. Hit your hand icon. I'll put you up on stage, and we will be able to do this. All right? You got NFL, NBA, and the college football playoffs. And tonight, you've got Tennessee, or excuse me, you've got New Orleans uh, hosting uh, Miami. Uh, NBA, tonight, your schedule looks like this. Charlotte, Houston. Atlanta hosts Chicago. Boston is in Minnesota. Utah is at San Antonio. Memphis is in Phoenix. Dallas travels to Portland. Brooklyn is in L.A. to take on the Clippers. So there you have it. Your NBA schedule. The Kings don't play until tomorrow, Oklahoma City. And then the Kings wrap up this calendar year with two home games against the struggling Dallas Mavericks. That Mavericks are another team and I've been talking about this for years, that are very overrated. I've been saying this for a long time. They're 15 and 17. And, you know, Luka, for all the accolades that he gets, you know, doesn't exactly make the Dallas Mavericks a great team. All right? And I've heard this, and I'm going to keep on saying this. You know, he's not the easiest guy in the world to play with. He's just not. And is he talented? Yes. Is he exciting to watch? Yes. Is he worth the price of admission? Yes. But, you know, it's not like he's turned the Dallas Mavericks into some great team. He, he has not. You know, Carlisle didn't want to coach him anymore. 
you know, he's still very young. There's no question about that. But, you know, it's not like he's taken the Dallas Mavericks and made them into some tremendous team. You know, he's also missed a number of games this year. He's only played uh, in 21 games. So, you know, you can't discount that. You know, he's in COVID protocol. But, you know, the Mavs have played, what, 32 games. So he's missed 11 of the games. And the Mavs are 15 and 17. And again, the Mavs are in Sacramento to wrap up the calendar year for two games. Here's the recent body of work. I always like to go in five-game increments for the Dallas Mavericks. They lost to the Lakers in overtime, 107-104. They lost at Minnesota, 111-105. They beat Minnesota two nights later, 114-102. They lost to Milwaukee, 102-95. On Saturday, they lost a close game at Utah, 120-116. to Tonight, they're in Portland. Then Wednesday and Friday, in Sacktown. So we'll see what is in store for the Mavs uh, and uh, the Kings. All right, your turn. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand. I'll put you up on stage, uh, and we will uh, do this on this busy, busy, busy Monday. And this has been a lot going on in both uh, the NFL and the NBA. Why don't we get to Jay? Jay, you'll start us off here on this Monday. How are you, sir? Good. Hey, nice recap. Yeah, so a couple things for you in the NFL and NBA. Yeah, on the Niners, um, yeah, my biggest criticism with Garoppolo in the past is his uh, passing accuracy. You know, overall, I agree with you. I think he's he's done a good job, but you know, sometimes is that ac- that accuracy in key, especially in key situations, has left him. Now, now looking back at this last game, knowing he got injured in the second quarter, that kind of explains what happened during the course of the game, uh, where he missed some wide open guys and you know, or, or was behind them, or the the pass just wasn't there. And just a couple of the, a couple of those completions makes a big difference. But but if the guy has a that kind of a thumb injury, I put that more on um, the coach and the training staff and communication during the game of, hey, we got a, we got a problem here, and um, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, ex- you know, is it bad enough where he's not going to play? Because like you said, you know, Trey Lance hasn't really shown us he's NFL ready yet. It'll be interesting if after you know another month's worth of practice, does the guy look different now? Than he did when he was substituting when Garoppolo was hurt earlier in the year because that that certainly didn't look good. No, that did not look good. You're absolutely correct, 100%. And you're right about the accuracy. I think that's fair criticism. I mean, you know, we saw it in the Super Bowl against Kansas City in the fourth quarter. You know, how many times did he miss George Kill when he was wide open? So yeah, I mean, it's fair, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You know, and into the Kings, you know, yeah, that, that, that it's just a mess there. And I and I think that. Um, the, the team has proved this isn't a coaching thing. You know, it, 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 if it was if it was so much of a Walton problem, Gentry and Christie could have fixed it. But the, the problems are exactly the same as they were under under Walton. So, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like it's a it's a coaching situation. And then when you look in at you look at the games where um, Fox was out and in fact, a, a bunch of starters and key backups were out and, and, and Hallie was running the point. 
you know, even though the record I think was wasn't that great while he was gone at two and three or something like that, but um, he looked like a different player. He looked like he could lead the team. Um, the, the stats are a little hard to judge because it was is a stat padding because of who he was playing with, but just the eyeball test was, yeah, that guy looks like he should be the starting point guard, um, which which then which then goes back to all right, you know, Monty, let's let are we gonna are we gonna build this team around Fox? Or are we gonna build this team around Hallie? And uh, you know, Mon- I agree with you. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I have the same patience for three years. If we say that Monty's had a year under his belt, do we give him two more years? But I think I certainly think by the end of next summer, we need to have a roster. Uh, we need to have we need to be seeing a team that that we can go. Okay, I can get behind this because what what we have right now isn't something you can say. Okay, we can get behind that. Well, here, here's the deal, Jay. There's so many different variables th- with the Kings that need to be fixed. Like, I'm not even sure where you would start because if ownership does not come out with a different philosophy of running the team and making decisions, then nothing underneath really matters. Su- you know, there, there, there's su- such a multitude of issues with the franchise. But if Vivek Ranadive is, is going to continue to make his decisions and run the franchise the same way, I don't really see how anything's going to get better. Uh, and then once he does make that decision, whether it is to change the way he views ownership or sell his portion of the, the team, which I, I think a lot of the fans would like to see right now, then, then things can start to get better. But until then... I, we can talk about Fox all we want. We can talk about Bagley. We can talk about Halliburton. We can talk about whomever we want. I don't really think it matters. You know, I just don't think it matters. I mean, it's, it needs to change at the top. And until it starts changing at the top, I don't see how things are going to get better. I really don't. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree. Jay, have a great evening. Thanks very much. Appreciate all right. it. All right. Bye-bye now. Good stuff right there uh, from Jay. But I, I don't. You know, I just don't see how things are going to improve until things change at the top. I just don't. All right, let's move on. We'll get to Amir. Amir, you got to hit your microphone icon on the bottom of your device. And once you do, uh, I will put you in. There you go. All right, Amir, how are you, sir? You're on with Grant on Listen App. Grant, how are you? Thanks for I'm having good. me. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. No, absolutely. I listen all the time. Don't have a chance to uh, call in all the time, but it's good to speak with you, sir. I hope you had a great Christmas. Won't Thank take you. too much of your time. Uh, kind of voice my frustrations with you privately about the Kings, and you know, I think you know where I stand with them. I, it's just very frustrating, and right now, uh, the most frustration I have right now is for my son. You know, the younger generation. We grew up watching the Kings in the heyday, and you know what a team it was, and the atmosphere, and everything that you've touched on. And I've got a seven-year-old son now who has gone to the Golden One Center in the years past. And, you know, he's you know, approaching me left and right saying, hey, when are we going to the next Kings game? And honestly, it's it's, it's frustrating because as, as much as I want to appease my son and make sure that he has everything that I can provide for him, I just can't see myself supporting this team. And my frustration is, like you said, you know, with the ownership, you know where I stand. It's just, it's atrocious what's happening with the same. And um, I don't know that there's an end in sight because... I don't know if Vivek is ever going to sell. I don't know what can change. Uh, you know, maybe your insight on that, your opinions would uh, would be greatly appreciated. It, uh, as far as you know, letting me know 
or everybody, you know, what are the chances of that happening? What would need to happen for Vivek to, uh, to sell? I don't know if he can be forced to sell. And he, cannot be, he cannot be forced to sell. He's the managing general partner. He has complete authority to run the basketball team as he sees fit. And as long as he's not doing anything unethical, uh, you know, as long as he is playing within the rules of the league, and, you know, I'm, I'm saying that in a very basic term, uh, he, can, he cannot be forced out. So he is the managing general partner. He has that in his contract. The minority owners have absolutely no power. Uh, the power of the franchise is with one man and one man only. So unless he wants to sell, he cannot be forced to sell. Right. All right. And Grant, I will leave you with this. I, th I think I speak for a lot of people when I say we miss you here. Um, watching the games on TV is not the same. Listening, I don't even remember the last time I tuned into 1140. Uh, I'm done with a lot of these people for the decisions they made and the reasons they made them. Um, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. We miss you here, and you're, you're a great guy. Hey, Amir, I really appreciate your support and your comments, and a uh, happy new year to you. Thank you very much. It's greatly appreciated. Likewise. Thank you, Take you care. too. Yep, bye-bye. Good stuff. I really appreciate the comments. Again, if you want to get on, all you need to do uh, is raise your hand. Uh, love getting the calls, and we'll put you right up on stage with me like e-train hello e-train how are you sir hey grant uh, i saw there was a fight uh, on the washington sidelines yesterday yep. and i i've seen a couple other negative stories today about washington uh, do you think there's anything going on there no i i don't um i thought it was handled after the game by ron rivera and the players involved uh they made the they alluded to hey you know brothers fight right we're, we're brothers we fight no big deal uh and they moved on it looked bad you know obviously washington got embarrassed by dallas and tensions you know got out of control on the sideline but no i don't look at it as a, a big deal at all it's already been squashed everyone's talked about it and i think the washington uh, football team has moved on from it so i don't i don't see any more to it than what has already been told i really don't i don't think it's that big of a deal yeah, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of Ron Rivera, and, uh, you know, I, I hope that he succeeds there in Washington. And, of course, nobody likes losing, but, um, you know, hopefully they'll get that resolved. Yeah. You know, it was, I think it was uh, Darren Payne was one of the players, and I think it was uh... – I think uh, I think Jonathan Allen was the other one. And again, I, I read the quotes and I heard what Ron Rivera said. And I, I'm with you. I, I like Ron Rivera. I, I think his, you know, listen, he's he's dealing with a subpar roster uh, at the quarterback position. You know, it's been very inconsistent. It's been up and down. They've got injuries. Uh, but I think Ron Rivera, he, here's what it, the, the players really like playing for him. That was the case as well in Carolina. Uh, he's got the respect of his players. I think he's a good coach. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he has the talent, particularly on offense, uh, to really compete week in, week out. I think when I look at Washington at six and nine, I think they've overachieved with that record, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, and they beat the Raiders, too. So anyways, well, thanks, Grant. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't brag about beating the Raiders. I don't think that's like, you know, anything to get super excited about. Uh, if you want to get in on the uh, program, a couple of really good calls uh, consecutively right there. Hit your hand icon and, and we will put you up on stage. You know, when I look at that division, you know, Philadelphia is better than I thought they were going to be. And I didn't think Philadelphia would. I, I, I When I watch Philadelphia play, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I like Jalen Hurts. I really do. I like watching Jalen Hurts play. I really like watching him play. And 
you know, they lose another running back. Miles Sanders uh, broke his hand. They've got a, a lot of injuries, but guess what? They're eight and seven. They could be in the playoffs, you know? They're they're playing better than I thought they would. Uh, and they really are. They're playing better than I thought they would, uh, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. All right, uh, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen Up on a very, very busy Monday. Grant Napier with you, and we speak to Alfred. Hey, Al, how are you? Uh, good, Grant. Hey, I just want to make some comments on the NFL weekend. Uh, I, I'm a Rams fan, so I was speaking to Garoppolo and the Niners fans. My brother's a huge Niner fan, so it seems, I think part of the frustration is he gets he's been hurt a lot. Now I know it's not his fault, but you know, just he's missed a lot of games over the years, and I think maybe there's a little frustration there. But I was kind of surprised to hear. Uh, that he got that severe thumb injury in the second quarter. I'm kind of, I'm when Jay's uh, uh, neighborhood, Jay spoke earlier, that's kind of the coaches in the training staff. I mean, maybe they should have stuck more to the running game or, or, or pulled them. I don't know. I agree with you. I mean, if you have that type of a thumb injury uh, and you're on the field where clearly it was affecting his throws, why is he on the field? And and if you're you're right, then w- why would you you know not really go more to the running game? I mean, is Jimmy Garoppolo with a broken thumb and a torn uh, ligament in his thumb better than Trey Lance? Uh, but you know it was a short week, not a lot of reps. Uh, Trey Lance would have probably not known any of the game plan or very little right. of it. Uh, but but I still. How do you throw the football with a thumb injury like that? Yeah, and so, you know, in retrospect, and I made a, I did my rant on this on Friday, fans killed Garoppolo, media killed Garoppolo because they didn't know about his thumb, but now yeah. you're probably going to see Trey Lance for the rest of the year. The Niners haven't said that, but I'm just using common sense. I don't know how you could possibly play quarterback, you know, with a ligament and a broken thumb issue in your thumb. I, I don't see how you could possibly play. Oh, I missed your rant, by the way, and I'm always on your on all your processes so i'm surprised i kind of missed it i didn't know yeah that was that was my rant on friday i did my rant on friday on uh the garoppolo and niners so you can go back and listen to it it's still there and you can check it out Uh, and you know be careful what you wish for i agree the other thing i want to say was did you hear about uh that reporter who asked bill belichick yep about his new year's resolution and you know what else alfred here here's the shame of that because the reporter was female Two, two people are afraid to criticize her for being absolutely out of line with an absolute stupid asinine question. But because of her, because she's a female, nobody wants to come out and criticize her for asking an absolutely ridiculous, stupid question at the most inopportune time. You know, again, this country is so damn woke and they're, they're so afraid of cancel yeah. culture. They're so afraid of being, you know, just be fair. She should have been criticized for asking a absolutely stupid question at the most inopportune time that's a question that should be asked during the week on a non-game day first of all i don't even know about i don't even know if it's a question that should be asked but i'm okay with it it's fair i mean she's doing a job she's a reporter but that's a question that should be asked on a 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, whenever the coach availability is during the week, that's when that question should be asked. Not after your team just lost the division lead against your division rival. To ask a question like that is borders on incompetence, but yet everyone is too damn afraid to criticize the reporter because she is female. Uh, It's just ridiculous. Criticize her. It was a stupid, absolutely ridiculous question. Should not never have been asked in the first place, especially after a loss to a divisional opponent that cost you a division. I mean, stop it already, would you please? Thank you so much. I did. You just, like you always do, you just gave me, you just totally read my mind. You've always done that over the years. I just was astounded. In fact, I was like, you're an embarrassment, number one. Are you, a, she, and I read something, she's not, she was some, uh, uh, like a home and garden magazine uh <laughs> Cambridge home living or something. I mean, what are you doing at a NFL press conference? I'm with you though. I just was like shake man. I said, why hey, if anything, I said, I commented, hey, Bill Belichick, good for you on keeping your composure. I would have gone Jim Moore senior on her, you know, when he did playoffs, you know, I wouldn't have kind of say, you really just asked me that question? I, I, but he I had to give him Props for being restrained. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Absolutely yeah, and, embarrassing. And I'll just leave you with the, let me ask you real quick, if you don't mind. Who do you like guys right now out of the NFC as far as who's your, I know Dallas looked really, really good last night. I mean, Green Bay. you never know. Green Bay is playing the best. I know that they just squeaked by, but I mean, I think, you know, Green Bay has everything set up. Uh, You know, listen, Dallas did play well, but Washington basically had half their team off the field. Dallas had not played very well in the weeks leading up to it, but Dallas is going to be right there. But uh, clearly, to me, Green Bay is the team that beat right now in the NFC. Okay, thank you for that. They got to go through Lambeau and, you know, maybe Roger, he's had it. He's been salty. We've been talked about this. He's been, he got it. He's salty, man. He's he's wanting to put one on somebody. So he's, he's he's had like a... A, a, a chip on his shoulder. So it's good. We'll see. I agree with you, though. I think it's probably going to be the Packers with the home field. Thank you Thanks for very much. taking my call. It's my pleasure. Take care. Good stuff right there. Hey, if you want to be next, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will put you uh, right on. Uh, you know, you can say what you want about that question. It was out of line. It's absolutely stupid to ask that question in that situation. Period. You know, I don't have a problem with the question. I do have a problem with the question after a loss against a divisional rival to Bill Belichick. All right. That's a question that needs to be asked during the week. And if you're working on a story, then you should be able to get access during the coach press conference during the week. All right. It's just out of line. But no one wants to criticize her uh, because uh, she's female. It's ridiculous. You know, and and then you have, you know, Antonio Brown, who, you know, wants to turn it around and blame the media, you know, during his post-game press conference. Amazing. I can't control what people want from me. I can't control what people write about me. Yeah, you can control it. Stop being an ass. Stop being an idiot. Stop getting arrested. Stop quitting on your team. Stop doing stupid things. Yes, you can control it. You're absolutely wrong. You are 100%. You 100% can control it. It's very simple. 
Grow up. Act like a freaking adult. All right? You can control it. You sure as hell can, can control it. Unbelievable. Seriously. Absolutely unbelievable. I can't control it. And good for, I was reading a column over the weekend about Antonio Brown in the New York Post. And I, I thought it was just freaking spot on. I, I wish I had saved the story, but it was absolutely spot freaking on. Talking about how embarrassing Antonio Brown is. And he is. He's an embarrassment. And the the reality is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kept Antonio Brown because they're desperate. That's it. Desperate. Absolutely desperate. They lose Chris Godwin for the year. Evans hurt his hamstring. You are trying to defend your Super Bowl, and you're desperate. And so Bruce Arians can go back and talk about, oh, gee, how Antonio was just a model citizen and on the team last year, and he's changed his opinion, and blah, blah, blah. You know what? It is embarrassing. Brutal. Incredible. And then and then Antonio Brown blames the media for creating the mess because of what they write about him. How about that, huh? How about that? I mean, if 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 there's if there's a more unprofessional player, and there are a lot of them in the National Football League, uh, I, I would love to know. I would love to know who they would be. Who who's more unprofessional playing currently in the National Football League than Antonio Brown? Can you help me out here? Do you do you know of other players that you would label as more unprofessional than Antonio Brown? Seriously, who would it be? I'm trying to think as I'm talking to you off the top of my head, who would that be? Who would it be? I mean, this guy's an embarrassment. And, you know, I'm glad that there are members of the media that aren't afraid to call it the way it is. You know, you you have a coach who came out last year and said if he screws up again, he's gone. You don't think that lying about your vaccination? I, a matter of fact, here it is. I'm going to read some of this to you. I just found it. Mark Canazzaro, the New York Post. All right? Because I thought this was right on. Bruce Arians is a good guy and a good coach who made a really bad decision this week by allowing receiver Antonio Brown and safety Mike Edwards back into the building at the Buccaneers training facility. All right? Then he goes on and talks about the injuries. Then he says this, but to bring back Brown, a serial bad guy 
with a rap sheet longer than his list of career NFL receptions after he served a three-game suspension for presenting a fake COVID-19 vaccination card is detestable on the part of Arians and general manager Jason Licht. Brown has made a fool of Arians, who has been deservedly lauded for the litany of good he does at the forefront of coaching and front office diversity. Remember the tough guy words from Arians a year ago when the Bucks controversially signed Brown, who was freshly removed from serving the eight-game suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy for an accusation of sexual misconduct at his home by an artist who was working there in 2017, a felony burglary with battery charge and two lesser misdemeanor charges related to an incident with a moving truck company outside his home in Florida. Quote, he screws up one time, he's gone, Arians told Peter King at the time. Well, in the stress-riddled COVID-19 age in which we live right now, where does faking a vaccination card and putting an entire NFL team at risk of dangerous illness and potentially forfeiting games fall on the screw-up meter? Apparently not far enough up the gauge for Arians, who sadly exposed himself as a sellout by allowing this knucklehead back on to the team. It's in the best interest of our football team, Arians told reporters, blah, blah, blah. Both of those guys have served their time and we'll welcome them back. Mark writes, what a disgrace. Well, I'll just stop right there. All right. I'll read this one last paragraph. This entire ordeal is a bad joke. Shame on Arians and the Bucks, and shame on the NFL for allowing this to happen. Brown, based on a sordid track record and this unforgivable Vax card violation, should have been suspended for the rest of the year by the NFL at a minimum. If you happen to find yourself watching the Bucks play the Panthers on Sunday and you see Brown make a catch and preen like a diva afterward, and you feel a little bit sick to your stomach, you won't be alone. Love that. It's a great job right there. I did a rant on this as well, and I pretty much said the same thing. You know what? It's a, it's an embarrassment for the league. It really is. And I agree it does make Bruce Arians, who is probably the best in the league for his role in equality, diversity, everything else. There's no one better in the NFL than Bruce Arians. He looks bad right here. That's a bad look. All right. Good show today. Appreciate it. Back tomorrow. Same time. Hope that you, actually tomorrow, I have to check tomorrow. I've got a crazy day. I may have to skip tomorrow and come back with you on Wednesday. Just follow me. You know, you, 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 you'll see. I'll put it all out right here on the app right on social media, you'll be able to keep up with me. All right, hey, fabulous show today. Appreciate everyone that called. Thank you very much for listening here. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.